0: Y'all know here at Black Bunch, we are always trying to prioritize our health and wellness. And as Black people, we know health is wealth. From the makers of Gatorade, Propel is the only zero-calorie, zero-sugar fitness water among national-enhanced water brands with enough electrolytes to replace what is lost in sweat. Y'all know we understand how crazy life can get. Propel is here to help keep you grounded. All Propel products are designed for people with busy, active lifestyles who want a water that is formulated for fitness and supports hydration with added benefits such as electrolytes, vitamins, and antioxidants. Check out Propel Immune Support, the newest fitness water that helps support a healthy immune system with 100% of the recommended daily value of vitamin C per bottle and an excellent source of zinc and electrolytes. Now, let's get into the show. Yeah. Oh. Everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman, and I'm Sabria. And thank you so much for tuning in to another fun-filled episode, y'all. We are in person this week. We love it when we can just, you know, actually host in person. Takes us back to the old days. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, I'm looking at you on the camera right now. <laughs> you know. Need to cut that off like i don't even understand why that was such a leo behavior i wasn't even paying attention that time two i was looking camera. at you and i was looking at you there and you just look like such a baby on camera <laughs> i'm literally just so tired right now but i have been so excited for this week's show because so much is happening in music and i think like music and shows those are my two favorite things to talk about And mm-hmm. i know yours too so we yes have such a, a fun show for y'all this week so how are you what's what's new I'm good as everybody know I've uh, once again I started a new job oh <laughs> um, it's really just a joke at this point um but you know um I had, a, I had a great day um I felt good we took a walk today that was very very fun. Yes. Yes. I love that you are working near me now. That's really, really great. I also love that um, I'm having a four day weekend. Like today is my actual Sunday. I'll be returning back to work tomorrow, which is not so bad because I'll have three days of work. Right, week. honestly, that's not every work we should be, but I digress. Um, <laughs> so there's gonna be that. Also, we it was a Juneteenth celebration this weekend. Like, I literally was out every day this these last during like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I had such a good time. Like, Sabria and I, we did something for Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the folks on Patreon being our patrons; they got an exclusive look, um, at, at what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So. We have a tier called "Get Our Business," and we shared our business, and we really just had such a good time. Yes, on June, on Juneteenth. We really did. The weather was nice. There was no wait for anything. No restaurant. This um, whole weekend, it was so wild. That's crazy. I was literally with you every day except for Saturday. No, I technically kind of was with you Saturday. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. That is wild. But no, it was. We had fun. It was a good time. Mm -hmm. Shout out to everybody I seen over the weekend. It was. It was just a, a bunch of fun, and I got a lot of rest. So yes. What. What, how can you go wrong there? Period. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the show. So Let's start off with phase four. This week's phase four is if we had to create a blockbuster cast, who would be our lead? Who would be the sidekick, the love interest, and who would be the villain? So, you first. So, mine is like very chaotic. So, but the angle that I'm going at is like um, an old-school, like, black exploitation film. (laughs) So that's the angle I'm going with. So my lead would be Megan Thee Stallion. Wow. Um, I would love to see... Because she has such, like, a silly, goofy personality. And also, I am still so bitter that we never got the fever... um yeah the Mm -hmm. the short film so i would love to see her in that type of element because i know she would kill it like i could just see her being like people job turkeys and like all that kind of stuff but i feel like she would love it the sidekick for that i feel like doja cat um that those that would be a good sidekick for her um again i feel like doja cat could definitely take um like a it's like she could do good, like, choreography. And I feel like she can, like, um, I feel like she would be a good actress. Yeah. Um, like, especially in comedy or something like that. Yeah. Like a black exploitation film. Um, and also, um, for the love interest, um, this is totally biased because I think he is just so hot. Tom Hardy. Mm. Um, so, Tom Hardy and Megan Thee Stallion don't even know if they know, know I each other. To, and a black exploitation <laughs> film is going to be you know what yeah he is hot i'll give you that <laughs> it's gonna be very wild because he is a white man um and it's a lot of controversy also the villain <laughs> it gets worse my god the villain um john ham um what? you know <laughs> from mad men first of all john ham is hilarious uh, I don't he's, if you remember him in Bridesmaids but like, he is so crazy. funny he's crazy and I feel like he would be the perfect villain I feel like I would cast him as like the man yes like he would definitely be the man mm-hmm. Um, in the black exploitation film I love it honestly nobody but not saw that idea I it, absolutely love it because it's so chaotic and you're like why are these people in a film <laughs> together yes. oh my gosh I love it um Honestly, make the movie now. Uh, yeah, I really want to. Like I'm it- I'm really itching for it. Oh my god. So, for mine, my angle is definitely like kind of like a bad boys vibe, like you know, cops, t- a takedown, you know, detectives. I, I just <laughs> love so de- I love detective work, <laughs> you know? So, starting off is Zendaya. All right, so Zendaya. I'm so happy I didn't say her because I was so close. I was between Zendaya and Holly Berry, two of my favorite light <laughs> skins, and Holly Berry. And I was like, "Who is it going to be?" Like, and then I was like, "You know what? I love Holly Berry so much, but Zendaya, I've never seen her as a, uh, um, like." police officer or anything. <laughs> so I was like, that would be kind of cool to see her in that way. Mm-hmm. I've seen Angelina Jolie and J-Lo do a lot of films like that where they're like a rookie or a detective trying to <laughs> call the case. And, um, funny, but her partner slash I I would like to be Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> <laughs> That's a skinny film. i tell you that. <laughs> he's, I feel like she would be serious and he would be the comedic relief needed like think kind of <laughs> like Channon tatum and like jonah hill in 21 where <laughs> it's gotta be one brains of the operation there's gotta be one funny goofball and that would be lakeith sanfield the love interest would be Travante rose because that's my love interest so i just feel like i i think it would be nice if he was a love interest like he was like maybe like a bad boy mm-hmm. that like turned good for zendaya like i don't know it's you sad. are so brave for doing it because I didn't cast love interests of people that I like to see myself marrying. Like I wanted I was being selfish. I feel like I would do some stuff. I would put my hands around his face. I'd be sitting there and grab grab him like this. <laughs> this, is, this is how I would do it. <laughs> see, the problem with me is I think films are what I want. Like, <laughs> instead of like the storytelling. So I'm like, yeah, that's that would just be my own interest like weird fact. Quentin Tarantino was obsessed with Uma Thurman's feet and we saw a lot of that in Kill Bill. Yeah. And that's because he wanted it there. So it's like <laughs> if he can see Uma Thurman's feet, why can't I see Trayvon on Like whenever I want. True. Like it just makes sense. Like I you understand. just have your muse. Mm-hmm. Um. So Denzel Washington will be the villain mm-hmm. because we never see Denzel as a villain except for in training day. He was so scary in that movie. He was so scary. And guess what? Training day It's one of my favorite films. It was one of my favorite ways of seeing Denzel. And sometimes, although I love it, I love Denzel in film. He can be the same guy. Like, he's so relatable. He's so good. I guess in John Q, he kind of was bad, too. He was a villain in Fences, kind of. That's true. And you know what? Again, another one of my favorite uh Denzel's. It's he like was nasty. The thing is, Denzel has so much range. Yeah, yeah. He has so much range. But there are times where he can play the cool guy that just got it under control. It can save the day without really breaking a sweat. And I again, we love it. And I think it was so necessary to see a black man in that role for his career. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see him in a as a villain and like another way. Like mm-hmm. me, he is the the chief of the police force but he's actually the bad guy too. Mm-hmm. well I guess that's the same way he wasn't training that but yeah, like he's, he's just like somebody really really villainous and nasty like I love seeing Denzel bad mm-hmm. Like, I love him also I think it'd be really cool if Zendaya did a film with Denzel's son and then Denzel how many people can say they did that huh yeah that's so iconic the Washington's. True. so there's that so again I just want to see it happen, <laughs> and then there's LaKeith Stanfield. That, that. oh yeah, I want to see that because that is just too funny. That is a skinny ass film, I tell you that. Yes, I feel like they would be so cool together, you know. All right, so let's get into um our toast for assist this week so this week we want to give a toast to janelle monae for being just an unapologetic black woman doing her thing and for celebrating pride in the best way like mm-hmm. she is having a ball if yes you her instagram janelle i feel like there's nobody having more fun during pride month than janelle Monet. i don't Janelle Monet. I said, I don't don't, know. Why did I do that? (laughs) I feel like Janelle Monet gets shown on my feed so much that I didn't have to follow her. Like, so many people are are constantly resharing her content. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like I never thought about it. And recently I followed her because I was just looking through her page and I just realized that she has done so much for our culture and for Black women. And she really is somebody who like she had this one advertisement and she was saying like, I've made it my mission to never be just one thing. Like I've made it like my life's goal to never be one thing. And I feel like sometimes I feel like I have to be one thing, but it's like women like Janelle Monae out here living their truth and being celebrated. Mm-hmm. It just takes a real, like it takes a level of bravery initially should just be different to be across the board and then let people accept it. Also, I noticed that she do not be shaving her underarms. Like I just love an alluring woman that doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks, also, I love that she like her transition to um to Hollywood, like I just love that. and I just feel like she also is not afraid to like stand up for things that she mm-hmm. believes in. Like I feel like she is one of the few. Like, that has a backbone. She has a backbone. And she also, I feel like she has a true understanding of what's happening, like, sy- systemically. That's why she can't turn her back. Like, I feel yeah. that. Yeah. I feel it in my gut. And I just feel like in my life, I want to go, I just want to party with her so Dad. She looks like such a good Same. time. I just looked at her Instagram and like she was just having so much fun. And it's like I was about to. Say, it's like nigger fun too. It's <laughs> like regular black <laughs> phone, It's like people are twerking. I know. I just saw that. Yes. I was like, that's so refreshing like, to see. The, her parties look like art parties. I'm like, wait a minute. I love that. Mm-hmm. And it's like to to be in an Oscar award winning film and still choose to surround yourself around black people around black queer people and to continue to just lift lift up the voice of other folks and be yourself like Janelle I just feel like I can't give her enough flowers. Mm-hmm. No I agree. I love her so much. Um all right let's move on into tea time shall we yes all right so this week oh god I don't even want to say it I only I can't even talk about it. <laughs> Well, we we got to. Uh, I just feel so overwhelmed. Like there's been, it's just Beyonce. I can't believe, like, well, first of all, I um I'm nervous. Um, for a lot of reasons. Um, <laughs> one, I have not gotten a box yet. Um, I'm trying to be financially responsible, but at the same time, I'm scared. I. So, let's position what we're talking about, right? Beyonce. Yes. B seven. Yes. And we knew it was coming. Yeah. But also, we didn't know it was coming. Yeah, that's crazy. I I feel like being a Beyonce fan is sitting (laughs) on the edge of your seat constantly. Yeah. Not knowing if she's going to do a magazine cover. Or drop a whole visual project yeah not knowing what is happening yeah and she's she dropped she's in the process of dropping a visual product project but literally so there's four boxes and it's just mystery boxes like you don't know what it's going to look like there's four of them you get to pick one through four and that's album yeah, it's an it's a album in it. It's a, I think it's a shirt. It's a, yeah, it's an album, it's a poster. t-shirt, a poster. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, yeah, I forgot something else. We don't know even what's on it. It's, if you don't know which pose is which, pose one, pose two, pose yeah. three, pose four. Pose one and four are already sold out. Oh, they are? So, yeah. So what we're doing now is we're... Oh, but y'all ain't know that. Let me, let me order this one. I'm on air right now. She's selling something that we don't even know what it is. But we're willing to buy it because we we trust everything she does that much. And we know that it will be a collector's item. It'll be an experience. It's just to build this much excitement around a rollout, it's just as like, it's crazy because she already changed the game with well, yeah. Then change the game with Lemonade, like doing a, a HBO special for her album release. Like it just is always so many like question marks around what's going on. And so it puts you in a position of saying, well, what the hell is she going to do next? And now it's communicating through her Instagram bio and blacking out all of her social media. It's, Am I get it right now. I'm sorry. What's going on? Three is sold out too. All right, hold on. Only two is available. All right. Well, you know, we're going to multitask because we- are- <laughs> So we're on, we are, wait. Oh, sorry. I had two in my bag. I'm like, why is my total 70-something? It's because I had two. Okay. So there's a lot happening. <laughs> we are recording live, guys. We are recording live. Um, I felt crazy because my thumb is moving so fast trying to find this box. Yeah, y'all. Like I didn't realize that they were selling out because I was dragging my feet because I was asking everybody. I'm like, oh, so which one you get in? Which one you get in? Like, because I wanted to make different get different ones. But guess what? Me and Ima are getting the same one. Sure are. Well, it's saying yeah. It says pose one is sold out. Is it already? Then show me the rest of them. Yeah, two, three is sold out too, and so is four so three is sold out so all we could get is two okay so you gotta (sighs) get the same one that's totally fine by me i don't i can literally have the same box as everybody in the world yeah i don't care and i'll be super happy because i was i wanted to get two anyway because like i i was going to get two or one because i don't like odd numbers Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to get four because I felt like... Because it was a poll. All right, I just ordered mine, Uh, (laughs) y'all. There was a poll um, that said, like, the most popular one was four. Because that's her favorite number. Yes. I'm getting mine right now. I literally... Mm -hmm. I didn't ask any questions. I'm like, that's so annoying. Like, I'm like trying to wait till next week. I'm like, yeah, like when I get paid, like, or whatever. Like, but I guess, you know. I've rushed so fast. I got to ship to my mom's house versus my apartment. <laughs> and I'm going to tell her. I'm going to be like, I want you to wash that door, that door like a hawk. okay? Okay, period. So, yeah, we just ordered our boxes <laughs> on air, um, by the time you're hearing this, the boxes will probably be gone. Um, yeah, but, unfortunately. But if you're... All be beehives, y'all probably were early birds, got it ahead of time. Let's all just like, rap about what's in the box. Like, let's all talk about it. So I know my my girl made a lot of money off these boxes. The fact that they even... Like, even the fact that box two is around after, like, damn near a week. Like, it had to be so many units. Yeah, that's so... Because I didn't think it was going to sell out because... I thought it was yeah. sold out in 24 hours. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? I just saw that it wasn't sold out in 24 hours, so I thought I had like leisure time. Um, Ooh. So, what, what were I your know? thoughts when you first found out Beyonce was dropping the album? I so when it initially happened, when all that funny stuff was going on with her website. Um, Admittedly, I was in a bad space. Like I was at a job. I didn't like, and so I got annoyed with her. Like I was like, I don't have time to play games with this woman. Like I don't want to do this right now. Like I'm just ignoring her. Like I was irritated. So <laughs> then <laughs> no, that because Jerome got irritated too. He tweeted. He said, "Beyonce is so childish." <laughs> yes. Yeah, so- that's exactly how I felt. Like, I just didn't want to be, I was just so, I don't have time. Like, I'm waking up so early. Like, I just I just didn't have time. So then when she started getting herself together and started acting like an adult, I was like, okay, now we can sit down and talk. That's really how I felt. Um, so I saw, you know, in her Instagram where she said, like, the same, because initially I didn't think that we were even going to get a single. No, I was actually, like, what is this? Like when yeah. she teased the album that she was saying the album is coming and I'm a, a new era. Like I don't, my reaction was just like, I was so confused. Like you ever remember that episode of SpongeBob and, <laughs> and they was going real crazy. Like yeah. the files was flying everywhere. And he was like, guys, what's your, what's your name? What's, what's your name? What's your name? Like I didn't know my own name. Like <laughs> I was malfunctioning because I had become content with the fact that we ain't seen my faves. Like, do you know what that feels like as a fan to become content with the fact that like your faves will not be putting out any music in a very long time Mm -hmm. and nobody in the industry is seeing them right Mm -hmm. now. Like that is a very isolating feeling. It really is. I also am, you know selfless and empathetic. I was like, these women are mothers now and they've given us so much. Yes. So I was just like, you know what? Just bury it. Mm-hmm. Bury the thought of having any music tours, dancing, bury it all. And That's- not going to see your face for five years. Like I literally said that to myself and I was like, they're happy. They're raising families. And I'd be so happy to know people's mental health is good. Yeah. I was fine. But it's like something activated in my head where mm-hmm. I was like, I'm about to get a taste (laughs) of what I have been needing, but I've been too scared to ask for. So true. And that is Beyonce. I miss her. Yes. I miss my fucking fave. Same. I miss my fave. Mm -hmm. Nobody can do it like her. Mm -hmm. I have been disappointed time and time again. Like a lot of times people get stuff and it's cute. Like I love Summer Walker's album. Like I literally listened to it today. I love the scissor Drop, the Deluxe. I And another person that I'm an absolute fan of is like Victoria Monet. She's filling up my cup. Ariana Grande has filled up my cup. But, you know, there is Beyonce and there is Beyonce and there is Beyonce. Mm -hmm. And like Beyonce is an icon. Can't nobody hold a light up to her. The fact that she's coming back, it is musical history and it's so like every time somebody said this earlier and it's so true every time she dropped new music i instantly feel motivated that's yo that is so true with that being said speaking of motivation she like you were saying communicated through her bio because that's what we're doing now that she was going to drop a single yes yeah. at eastern, at eastern to midnight eastern time and everyone's yeah. just like Wait, she's talking to like she's. This is changing. Like, yeah, she's dropping on Tuesdays now so instead of Fridays. When she created the industry standard to just drop on a Friday, she created the industry standard to do no promo, just drop the album. And now she's going back to a more traditional approach, and it it gets your mind buzzing. Like, why is she doing this? What does this all mean? Mm-hmm. And by the way, sixteen tracks on this new album that's wow 16 tracks is a lot of tracks that really is it's going to be a visual component we know bitch it better be we know there will (laughs) come on like this is her and she's been hidden for a while like she ain't been giving us no little cute pictures of her going to dinner Mm -mm. she ain't been giving us nothing Mm -mm. that means she's been in the fucking lab so she dropped she she teased break my soul and it dropped uh it hasn't even been out for 24 hours mm-hmm. at this point. What were your initial thoughts? Um. So when I first heard it, I listened to it wrong. <laughs> like I listened to it on a downstairs TV where the sound bars broke. And I said, like, you know, it sounded like I was listening to it in a can. And But I was watching the lyric video. So the lyrics got me. Um, and I was just like, oh. And then so throughout the day, I started hearing it and just seeing everybody's reaction and how excited everybody was. I'm just like, this is so like, I love that when like, you know, a bunch of people collectively are just excited about something like that makes me so happy. So once I saw everybody excited and then I got to listen to it when I came to um, your place and um, listen to it, like, on the speakers, I'm just like, yes, this is so, yeah. like, this is so fun. This is so exciting. Also, like, I like it because this is a song that I feel like this is for, um like, women of a certain age, as Wendy Williams would say. <laughs> like, I really feel like this is something for, like, you know, women in their thirties and up, or like femmes in their thirties and up, or like, like of course everybody will like it, but I really feel like it's speak to those people. Yeah, I feel like it's going to speak to people who are of a certain age, like because like listen to it, like you know I joked about it, but it really reminded me of like old school, like one of the first drag queens I've seen who was like you know a older gal, like it yeah. reminded me of like old school, like, like poles, like the like the girls yes. at poles or yes. or like. I'm everyone. And yeah, like, like the, that era. Exactly. Of like like women's empowerment summits. Exactly. Like, and know. like like 80s pride. Like it just yeah. reminded me of like or 90s pride. Like it reminded me of something like that. So that was just like it made me really excited. No, I feel you 100%. Like I listened to it last night and the first thing I thought to myself was like one we got to keep in mind Beyonce have already told y'all she don't do anything for the streams she don't do anything for the masses essentially she creates what's relevant to her was authentic to her experience and that's why her music is so different from everyone else's and it doesn't sound like anything else. Like Beyonce don't sound like anything else because she is sharing her experience. And if people mm-hmm. a lot of artists knew how to tap into their own experiences, they could actually be able to create something good. Mm-hmm. But like they it's it's a skill that's not mm-hmm. very easy. So I was listening like I was you know she put the uh the lyrics on YouTube and she was just saying like I just felt in love I just quit my job I'm going to find a new drive damn they work me so damn hard work my nine then off past five and they work my nerves that's why I cannot sleep at night now we all know Beyonce don't have a nine to five but we we do know that she works hard and that she's keeping us in mind so like listening to those lyrics I just feel like it was a it was a message it was Mm -hmm. like a reflection of what maybe she's learned after the pandemic and it's like work is not gonna break my soul negativity is not gonna break my soul but to get to that point you have to almost have your soul broken by some shit exactly do like and i just feel like beyonce is an extremely hard worker mm-hmm. and i again we said on this show that rest is resilience and mm-hmm. this is what the culture kind of needs to hear right now like you are not breaking my soul i'm telling everybody. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do this shit to me. You know, you're not going to break my soul. I'm sleeping good at night because she got her rest. She took a step. She invested in her family. And it's just like, that's something that regardless of if we're a billionaire or not, that's something we all need to prioritize. So when I first listened to it, I just felt so proud of her. I was happy about the space she was in. I knew it was going to be some shit talking because people did this when she released Run the World. Like anytime she releases what she wants, if it's not like what people want to hear from her right off the bat, they'll be like, oh, this is corny. What? This is her breakout thing. This is what? And it's just really, really irritating. So I knew that that was going to come. I started listening to this in the morning, with, again, like on a loud speakerphone in the gym. And I'm like, yo, this is what my soul needed. It's representing a reset. It's representing like what we're moving towards like I feel like there's never been a time where we can feel a cultural reset mm-hmm. in the way we have now. Shit is just so starkly different. Mm-hmm. from one year ago, two year ago, 2 years ago and I felt like this out like the song captured that. So I'm really proud of it and I'm just it's just like is the whole album going to be like this or is this just kind of her, you know, playing with house music in this way and maybe the whole album won't be, you know, like house influence, I kind of hope it is. We'll see. Like I've really been digging it. I think that like right after a pandemic, right after or, or during an economic crisis, like people just need to release. Mm-hmm. Like people need to release, and I think that of course the 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 spike in violence is completely related to the isolation that was caused by this pandemic. Mm-hmm. But most of us are not going to go kill. We're just going to be really sad. Yeah. And that fucks with our mental health. That fucks with our quality of life. So I think that right now we need people to give us music that energizes us, that forces us to reimagine what our life is. Like she said, release, re- the, well, Big Freedia. And by the way, shout out to Big Frida for working with Beyonce for the second time. Yes. I love that. Beyonce keeps Big Frida employed. Period. And keeps Big Frida's voice iconic. Yes. Like, I love that. That is, wow. Like, that is just amazing. Like, Big Frida's voice is so iconic. It don't even make no sense. And that's another thing. Like, hearing Big Frida like, telling me to release all this shit, release, release your job. Like, release your favorite. Release all that. It was very, like, I just, I really, really like the song. Um, Drake album... I didn't listen to it. Speaking of house. Yeah, I didn't listen to it, but I heard like a song that you played, and I thought that was very bold from him. First of all, Drake is always experimenting. Yeah. Um, He's a freaky guy. That's another Uh, time where like, I felt like people were mad at like what he released. But he not like, the thing is, I will say, and I know you said this before, I respect that he is himself. Like, he not a killer. Like, what do y'all want? like he not a killer but the thing is when he talked like that people come at him anyway it's just proof that people gonna say what they're gonna say yeah exactly i just think that like well one y'all shouldn't depend on one rapper to carry rap yeah you should he just released another song like another album that was more drake and that didn't really perform but this one i think is strategic because one tiktok two i think that it demonstrates that he has some range Mm -hmm. um and three he don't really want to do which is like the most boldest thing you 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 can do as an artist i just feel like a lot of people again came into it with an expectation like this is what i want drake to do and when it wasn't that it was frustrating i personally cannot hear drake talk about falling in love with strippers one more time I think it's funny that he did this album like that it was really good current has been my shit um can i stop listening to that and i love the last song with 21 savage like those two are my phase um and i feel like it's so funny because everybody i know that's like really really beautiful and into their fitness loves this album i'll listen to it i feel like it's for the girls who just loves to carry smoothies <laughs> that's hilarious but yeah, shout out to Drake, shout out to the house music. Come on, more of this. We can't keep hearing the same thing. We yeah. want to hear new things. People wanting to fucking die. I'm like, we get it. Yeah, like it's over. Um, let's get into Wendy Williams, right? So Wendy Williams, after a 13 year career on air, she she not only did she miss the final season. Of her show, she missed the show's finale. And there was just a video montage of her playing, but no Wendy. That makes me so... The way that they have done her, it makes me so sad. She has given so much. The internet would be so fucking boring if it wasn't for her. Like, I cannot believe how they have done her. But who has done it to her? That's what I'm saying. Like, who is doing this? And is Wendy really sick right now? Yeah. What's going on? Because it it seems like it's crazy because it seems like after, you know, her and her husband's relationship fell apart, that's when everything with her started falling apart. But I don't get it because, again, she's the breadwinner. She's the one who has the career. She's the one who has the name. So I'm like, is it? Like something that we don't know about that like maybe that he was like pulling strings or something like who is doing because I hope it's not like a Britney Spears situation mm. Um, because I know that she like was a little off a bit. But it's like she spoke in an interview and she was saying something like she was saying like she was ready to come back. I don't know. I really feel like she's, we're gonna get a tell off Um, But I know you just mentioned her ex husband, Kevin, and he actually said, I feel like it's a travesty on the part of Deb Mar Mercury to have such an unceremonious departure without Wendy being involved, a lack of professionalism throughout the process and in the way they are letting Wendy go out after thirteen years. the show has been made a mockery the last two seasons, and the reasons the show has is ultimate is is having its untimely end so um he was saying that in the first time in the history of talk shows for this is um And it is the first time in the history of talk shows for this to be done, especially for a show that has been on for more than a decade. There is absolutely no reason why a bigger celebration that involved Wendy couldn't happen. I know the blood, sweat, and tears that went into making this show such a success, and I'm not happy with the way the show is going out on a personal level, and I'm very sorry that the show's fans had to see it go down that way. So it's like, okay, obviously I agree with everything he said, Mm -hmm. but it also makes me feel like, nigga, you kind of caused her unravel. Yeah, because like, that broke her. Badly, that right? broke her. What you've done to her, like literally having a child on this woman after she lost, multi, you know, as she suffered miscarriages and everything else dealing with you, had to be on bed rest to produce your child. And then you go and you play her like that. And then apparently he was like fired from the show, you know. So it's just like that mental, it's just like, I feel like she don't really have a confidant. Like mm-hmm. and that's what also caused it, but ultimately, I do agree. I just feel like it should have never been acceptable to end the show without her. So it's like what kind of state is she in? like what state is Wendy Williams in right exactly. Her like- mom passed away also, so like that is something. Like, I'm so concerned. Pro- I'm so yeah, concerned. same. So I feel like I just want to say thank you to Wendy Williams for like the her contributions to television and especially as a woman who doesn't like fit the bill and wasn't a, wasn't like physically you know she wasn't small she wasn't you know thin she wasn't all these things but she said I'm gonna talk anyway mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be loud anyway I'm gonna offend people I don't care if you wanna fight me cause it's my truth mm-hmm. it's how I feel and I definitely feel like she's inspired me cause I grew up listening to Wendy Williams on the radio yeah. not even listening to Wendy watching Wendy Williams just on TV listening to her when she was in Billy. Mm-hmm. Like, so I just feel like she has changed broadcast in so many ways and yeah. like, I respect her and I just hope she's good. Same. That is really like, I don't know how true it is, but articles written about how like they're just throwing away like the purple chair and, yeah. and the yeah. props. And I'm like, that is so... Fucking disgusting. Like, I don't know if her I mean, I know her son is young, but I don't know. Like, I don't know, maybe boys are different, but I know at that age, like early 20s, I would have raised hell if somebody was doing something, trying to like do something, you know, with my mom. Like her, that's her legacy. That is a legacy. Like everything that's iconic. Like that can definitely be somewhere, like, even if they want to put it in the fucking hard rock. Yeah, or hard rock cafe or some shit like that. Like, are you joking? It's just, it's insane. Um, and also, you know, now Sherry Shepard is taking on uh, that slot. And shout out to Sherry Shepard. Like, it's nothing against her, but it's just not, they won't, it's not giving Wendy. Like, it's yeah. not going to be that same mess, but I still hope for the best for Sherry Shepard. Like, even though it's not going to be Wendy, I hope it's still something that good and promising because you just... The, I, you just want that for a new black woman, you know. My I mean? mom said that Norman was going with Sherry Shepard. Now I think that's fucked what up. Happened? Norman is supposed to be going with Sherry oh, Shepard. Norman, Norman is—if <laughs> you watch our show, he like—I yeah. think I don't know if he's a producer or whatever. He like be wearing a headset. He be on the side of the okay, show. I do not believe <laughs> yeah, anything Norman. What the fuck is that? <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah, okay. Norman. Oh, I not know his name, is but Norman. I'm like, you want to be Kiki and a laughing with Wendy, but you like going, I mean, I know you need a job, but it's just like, come on, Norman. <laughs> you know what? It just be so much mess going on. It it be so much mess and also this one girl i knew was an intern um at wendy williams she's like wendy would get in the elevator and would speak to me am i like, okay yeah <laughs> so but <laughs> i remember she told me that like because i said i like wendy williams I'm like, is that supposed to change anything she probably was going through hell at home you exactly you a 19 year old in the elevator probably staring looking crazy it's like she probably was going through hell yeah that's like when um katie perry's sister was like shooing us away at the meet and greet then i found out she fucking almost died because she was so depressed because uh, she was getting divorced on that tour yeah. After what? Not even really being with her husband for that long. Yeah, exactly. It was a show where she passed out in the back because she just was so exhausted. So I just was like, oh, her sister is very overprotective. And then I found out I was like, oh, that's why she was like, yeah, group pictures and everybody leave. <laughs> I know that's for her sister. I need me one like that. On my thing. Exactly. Actually, I have several people like that on my But team. that's, that's, Wendy needs somebody like that on Wendy her team. Wendy needs somebody like that. And it's just so sad that she didn't, you know, she do not have that person. It was supposed to be her husband, but Mr. Biscuithead couldn't, couldn't, you know. He never gave that. He never gave, well, he gave that when Total ran up on her and he was protecting her then. And yeah, they like women. The and, and my research is the <laughs> Lifetime movie, by the way. But <laughs> that's all my research on Wendy <laughs> <laughs> I'm say. fighting the Lifetime movie yeah he stood up against women that's Damn. five foot nothing <laughs> I'm gonna pull out a gun on like all these women and then now I'll protect you oh god Jesus Christ guys we we'll go with Wendy Williams it's real shit alright so let's get into the second complete, shall we yeah let's go there alright so let's talk about white people don't do that thing <laughs> Where they over compliment to the point of like discomfort and dehumanization. It's just like, what do you mean by the nice hair comment? Like, what do you mean by that? Exactly. And like, it didn't, it, what brought it to my attention was so that happens to us like a lot. And especially like when I have like, My contacts in, or like my hair is bigger, and like I'm dressed a certain way, and I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, maybe these people really are like, oh, like you look cool, like whatever. And I'm like, thank you. So then I saw um the viral video that's going on on Twitter of somebody at Pride and they had white afro, and these uh white people literally ran up on them Mm. to tell them that they looked beautiful and um their friend just so happened to be recording because it was uh pride um and I was reading the comments and other people were saying like yeah like they be doing and I was like oh, so this is like an epidemic. Like, this is a fucking... Because cra- at first when people were doing to me, I said, oh, they probably just like awkward and they just... T-. No, like, y'all are crazy as hell. <laughs> I'm laughing at that video because they was running fast. <laughs> they was, You could hear, hear their sneakers like running. Like, and, and the person that they were running up to looked like, what the fuck? And they said in the comments, like, they scared the shit off. Of me. Yeah. Like, it was funny because I remember one of the comments was the guy from Get Out, you know, the guy that used to be running, they said, that's how they was running towards. <laughs> they <laughs> were. <was>. They were kind of hard to see. You could hear their sneakers on the concrete. <laughs> and I'm just, and <laughs> just stopped. I was like, you're so beautiful. I'm like, do not run at nobody like that. Like, that is insane. But you're right. Like, there are people doing it. Honestly, it kind of happened to us on Friday night. Remember when we went to that one bar that was just- Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this- I, I said it was Aryan Nation. Like, it was so- Bizarre to no. see that on In Philadelphia. I felt like In we Philadelphia during at- Juneteenth weekend that was the crazy shit. All we wanted shit. was a drink. The thing is, I've been to that bar so many times. The bar is Johnny Brenda's. I'm gonna just say it. Yeah, I've been to Johnny Brenda's so many times, and it always was white predominantly, but it was like. It was like the cooler artsy white white mm-hmm. people, you know, and some cooler artsy alone. black people. Yeah, everybody left each other alone because it's like everybody was too cool for that, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But I guess something changed with the pandemic because when I came in there, I felt like life is a high. <laughs> it was like all these niggas in flannels and flip flops, and wet ass flip flops. We worked too. so hard to get in there. I, you know, how when you gotta like go through crowds, and once you get through crowds, you don't want to turn right back around. Yeah. So we were at the bar. I'm like, do y'all just want to? Let's just get a drink and leave we're sitting at the bar simply waiting for a drink and this lady is like oh my god i love your shirt to sabria because sabria had like a shirt with you know chucky on there and she and the guy she was with was like oh wow yeah that shirt's scary man Woo! like just (laughs) talking to us in a way that was just like we didn't have to talk y'all i know they liked your shirt but the way they were acting as if you had like like a shirt on that had their portrait on it, or something. <laughs> they were just acting ridiculous. And then I was staring, just making sure they wasn't saying nothing too weird. And then the guy was just like, Yeah, but her green shirt, huh. come on, man. Like, I love that. Woo. And I'm just like, Why? Are... It just felt like this need to show me you're not racist. Exactly. And uh-huh. I don't need your approval uh-huh. or permission. To be in this space. Like that's how I feel at that point. It's just like it's still some sort of supremacy. And you feel like you got to like warm me up. And it's sad because it's. You know people have good intentions. But good intentions are not enough. To -hmm. make people feel safe. And people black people can't continue to just. Be okay with like your good intentions. Yeah I don't understand. Like why can't y'all just get it right. Like you can't. Like why can't you just be normal like just I don't it's so wild it's like it's either you overdo it or you don't do anything at all and it's just like I don't understand how you cannot get it right because like okay granted i am a person of color but it's like when i'm around like um like korean people i'm not like walking up to them be like oh my god i love bts or like not like or i'm not like asking like being like weird i'm just being like this is a person and maybe that's because i am Am a person of color so i'm like i'm black so i'm like oh like i understand i'm gonna treat you like you know a person um but I just feel like a lot of y'all just cannot get it right. It's either like you're a freak or you're racist. And it's just like, where is the middle ground? Um, Because that is just like, also, um, I'm somebody who doesn't like a lot of attention and a lot of, and I know that's like, I guess, um, like oxymoron or whatever, because I dressed in a way that is like, would draw attention. Hmm. But I don't like to be made a spectacle. Yeah, like for but that's, instance, that's yeah. I so recently I went to a, a Juno Bird show which is um she does drag and obviously a lot of people there were dressed flamboyant and they looked uh good when i was coming out this one girl was like you look so good i'm like you do too and it was just so cool yeah like she's like you look i love your outfit and i'm like you too and like she was white Mm -hmm. like it was just like very like cool we complimented each other that was it literally all they had to do yeah like if they would have looked at you i feel like if you was just a a white person with wet ass flip-flops just like them (laughs) you they would have been like cool shirt bro Exactly. And like some girl came up to me and was like, Oh, I love your pants. Like, where did you get them from? I told her, She's like, Yeah, I just love this outfit. It's so cute. And I'm like, I love your outfit too. It was just very like normal. Yeah. But like when people are like, Oh, girl. Oh my God. Slay. You're slaying the house down boots. Oh my yeah. God. Your pussy's on fire. Yeah, like, I'm relax, just down. like, Relax. What are you trying to prove? Like, yeah. Like, okay, I know your grandpop is probably racist, but it's just like, you can't make up for that telling me to slay, you know? Yeah. And I also feel like, um, I also feel like, like a lot of people do it to other groups. Like, I feel like a lot of like girls will do that to like gay men. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Especially the whole, like, oh, it's my bridal shower. Let's go to a gay club. Yes. Let's yes. This space. And now just... Think that our presence is a gift Mm to the community. Let's just let's pretend like our presence is not a disruption Mm -hmm. to this, you know, space. But let's pretend like we are God's gift Mm -hmm. and come up here with our corny asses (laughs) and like take up space. Like let's do that. Mm -hmm. Or like last week I had a weird encounter where these two men were commenting on my body in the elevator and they were like they could see my face and could tell that I was not like feeling it. And they both were like, it's a compliment to who it's a compliment that you are telling me I have a nice body or I'm built this way. To me, it's going to be always be offensive that to my face, you are talking about my body. Mm -hmm. So it's like, sometimes like people think that their, their presence or their words are like God's gift. And I think the number one thing people need to do is level set expectations. Like we don't, we do not care. <laughs> yeah. We do not care. We do not need your validation or any of those things in order to feel like we're good enough. Yeah. Don't need it. Like a simple, like you look like, I love your shirt. Or that's, that's all. There's no need to who, him and her. Like, just relax. Exactly. It's weird. Exactly. So let's get into Sunken Place. Our- no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Thomas> <laughs> so this week we have a listener letter yes oh sorry i just got an email saying that my t-shirt was um sh- my box was shipped love to see it oh well i should get one too i don't even know what email it's gonna go to but good luck so let's get into this listener letter Alright, so shout out to folks who have been sending us some, some letters. We're a little bit backed up because everyone sent them at the same time, but we'll be getting back, we'll be responding, we've read them, we appreciate them. Thank you and keep them coming. Um, so this is a listener letter for some advice. It goes, we'll call this person. Let's call this person Z, huh? So Z goes, hi Iman and Sabria, long time listener here. First time asker, Sadly, I, going by she/her don't have any tea today. But if you want to hear about my dad's evil side of the family, let me know. I got a lot of stories. <laughs> but anyways, please let us know. By the way, side note, <laughs> returning for a letter after your anniversary episode, I realized how little birthday celebrations I've had. I had I can count on one hand the amount of times I've actually been able to celebrate my birthday on or around the date with people I care for. My parents immigrated to Canada from Democratic Republic of Congo in the late 90s, so I didn't even have the chance to have birthday parties where it was just for family. Though I've experienced the sort of community parties as a kid, they've death dwindled even pre-pandemic. Now this year, I want to hold a party for myself. My birthday is July 5th. Yes, I'm a cancer Sun, but I'm an Aries moon and Sag rising, so it balances out. I just graduated from university and I'm turning 23. I want a picnic and to make art and get gifts. It's taken me a while, but I do love both giving and receiving gifts. I haven't been gifted much gifts due to family finances. And dance and relax with friends and good food. But I'm still scared of COVID. My dad passed nearly a year ago due to it. I feel like one of the few people who, who still take it somewhat seriously, and I don't want to be disappointed either if people can't go and if it flops, because as an early July birthday, most people are, were busy then, and now I'm older, so there's work and other shit like distance and travel that can get in the way. What, what would be your advice for me to best celebrate my birthday on my own terms with my community? Love a cancer b-day bitch. (laughs) So Z, thank you so much for writing us. I'm sending a lot of love to you because I know you said your dad passed away a year ago and that's really, really challenging. And also happy early, early birthday. Mm -hmm. We're just going to like send that to you. So we decided to use this as a time to one, of course, answer your question, but also talk about some like just birthday behavior and some things that we experience regarding the party and all of that. So we're going to go through some questions and hopefully, you know, we can give you some advice to help you, you know, move when planning your birthday. So what to do when you're worried about your party flopping? Because it seems like that's a really, really, really big concern here. Mm-hmm. Um, Saria, thoughts? So I'm somebody that I, as an adult, I've never had a birthday party um because that is honestly a concern of mine like oh people won't show up um or it'll just be i get overwhelmed and i just don't want to have a party mm-hmm. um so for me um when i start thinking like that i uh Start to, I don't want to say like lower my expectations, but start thinking about stuff that I enjoy and not feeling like I have to do something, I guess like the society says I have to do. Like you have to have a party because it's your birthday. Like I just like center myself and be like, actually, do you really want to do that? Mm -hmm. um and then I think about what I actually really want to do and I'm like yeah like self you're right you don't really want to do that actually so um then I just you know settle for something that I want to do like maybe just walk around you know go to my favorite comic book store or like get breakfast or something like that yeah yeah I feel you um I I do have a decent amount of parties as I like my whole life as a kid, as a teenager, and like the last party I had was for my twenty six, um, and no twenty nine. Um, yeah, sorry, I meant to say that, but I got the letter six. I mean, I got the number six upside down. <laughs> <laughs> so we love a dyslexic moment, right? <laughs> um, but when I was twenty nine, yes, that's the last time I had a party. Um, I personally am never concerned about a party flopping because. I have so many party people in my life where I just feel like if anything, I'm concerned about the party being bigger than what I'm ready for energy wise. Yeah. Like that one year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that I one. wanted everybody to leave I was real scared about how many people was in that apartment. I was like, Ugh. but yeah, I, I, I have a social circle. I have been like, I know you mentioned that like you've, migrate like your family move from one continent to the other like I all my family and friends are based in the same area from the time I was a kid growing up so that puts you in a position to know a lot of people so for that reason I always feel like it won't flop but it also won't flop because in my mind I'm just like no matter who comes volume wise it's gonna be fun And there have been some parties where there have been like six or seven friends. It has not been a big thing. And I never put the pressure on people to come. Like everybody know that's my thing. If you don't make it to my party, I will not be upset because I know that there are times where one, I just don't feel like going places. I'm not feeling well. I'm not in a social mood and it's best for me to stay at home. And in those cases, like I just got to make the executive decision. I hate when people are mad at me because they didn't know what I was going through. So I never put the pressure on people to come to my party. Um, and then two, I'm just like, I'm going, I'm the party. Like I'm the fun. So as long as I had me that deep, some good music, As long as we have a nice, safe space, as long as we have some alcohol, some food, that's the party. What else do we need? Oh, of course, good people. Mm -hmm. And rather that be four or 14 or 40, it's going to be fun because it's like it's my party and I set the vibe. There are times where I feel like I go to people parties and they want to sit back and relax and let everybody else make the fun. Mm-hmm. It's like, you need to cultivate the fun. You call people here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you call everybody here now you shy? Like, that don't make no sense to me. So it's like, I think that the key to not letting a party flop is to to be to always keep it in the forefront. Like, I am the party. I am yeah. the time. I am the Bob. I know that can be more challenging if you're introverted or if you're shy, but that's something to think about as you're planning a party. Like, how am I carrying it outside of the party so that people w- would want to come to like something I have um, because they know it's like good energy so yeah you know you seem like a ball of energy and <laughs> fun like you don't seem like someone who's just like a Eeyore like you seem like someone, fun like you know all your zodiac signs and I don't think that that would be your problem that is something to think about and to know like well one like Shabria said you don't have to have a party and two if you do You're the vibe. It's going to be fun no matter who shows up to your picnic. Um, Next is when does a birthday become too much? You seem like you're doing a really, really great job, like considering the fact that your birthday is July 5th, the day after July 4th. During that time, people do travel. People can be busy. It's like you're doing all the work to consider all those things. But we just thought that we would use this as an opportunity to talk about how some people can make their birthdays just too much stretching it out a whole week, like, um, making a long itinerary and be like, we're going to meet here, this here, this here, here, here. Um, and also like setting expectations for people that are just unrealistic Mm -hmm. i feel and like being very demanding and being like you know if you don't if this person doesn't come i'm going to be this way i'm going to be that way and i feel like especially in these type of because like i know for me with the whole um you know covid situation it took a long time for me to feel comfortable because i didn't even go out for Iman's birthday um was it it was 28 yeah, I didn't even go out for my 28th birthday because I had so much anxiety still about COVID. And I really gave you no hard time. I'm Exa- exactly. So I feel like when um, it becomes too much when people, um, I feel like for the most part, when like your guests are trying to make it about themselves or like if you forget about the fun element and Say, like Iman was saying, you have to remind yourself, like, I am the party. Like, saying, Oh, I'm not going to have fun, or I'm going to be mad if this person or so and so doesn't come. Um, just like that doesn't make sense. Deciding that you are going, your own birthday is going to be ruined because somebody else, you know, doesn't want to come. Like, it's your day still, Mm -hmm. you know? No, I agree with everything you said. And like, to play off that, like, it's your day. It's literally your day. So yeah. people in your life are going to try to make it special, mm-hmm. but also you cannot expect them to care about it on the same level as you Yeah. or to plan everything. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's like, we all have a birthday. We all do. It's special because it's, it's the day you were born, but it's also kind of like everyone has one. Yeah. So you have to think about that. Like I have a lot of friends and, everybody's birthday is like back to back to back to back to back to back so for me it's like i'm trying to make everybody feel really special i'm trying to meet everybody where they are and i don't have it in me to like make it like a production because in addition to birthdays happening life is still very much happening Mm -hmm. is very much due at the Mm -hmm. first of the month so i'm gonna do my best with you for your birthday but like i cannot i cannot make this like The center of my world and when it's my birthday i don't want you to make my birthday the center of your world it's my special day Mm -hmm. all i want is a birthday shout out a gift if you want to give one and for you to join me in whatever activity i'm doing i give swim lanes for people i'm like this is what i'm doing i'm doing i'm going to a restaurant i'm having a cookout i might go on a trip if you want to come on a trip with me here are the dates but like if it came down to it where nobody came because everybody was maybe struggling financially or prioritizing their finances. I have friends moving. I have friends having babies. I have friends getting, um, buying homes. Don't come. I will catch you at dinner. Mm-hmm. That works better. And, and we'll, we'll figure it out there. Like, I just feel like I never make people feel bad. Also, like, I love a good birthday trip. I have them myself. Um, I just actually, the last trip I was on, the last two trips I were on were for my friend's birthday and I love them. Like I had a blast in DC um, on, I had a blast and like, uh, carefree with my girlfriend, Nakia. Like, I love a birthday trip because like, come on, a trip is a trip, but do not ask me to go to fucking Abu Dhabi. (laughs) No, like that is crazy. Do not (laughs) expect me to go to Greece next month. (laughs) Are you nuts? I can't fly internationally with a month's notice with flights over a thousand dollars, and you still gotta get your passport again. Yeah, I lost, I threw out my passport. We only got to talk. About- yes, I still need to get a passport. Like, do not ask me to go to like a hilltop in like <laughs> the fucking countryside of France like got again with the realisticness now if you ask me one year in advance then maybe we can do something yes that that, yes that makes more sense doing stuff like that like year in advance exactly but no i won't be going to cape town south africa with you (laughs) next (laughs) week like all right come on no the world ain't that small now hell no it's just be realistic like let's level set here (laughs) So, yeah, that's just like some birthday do's and don'ts. But again, it don't apply to you, Z. We're just taking a moment to a rant. Now, let's get back to your question. So what would be our advice for you to best celebrate your birthday on your own terms with your community? I think the idea of a picnic is perfect. I love that idea. It's so intimate. It's so 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 intimate, and it's outside. So you know you f- will feel like I-, I guess that will ease your like COVID anxiety a little bit because yes. it's outside. Yes, that's the thing. It's outside. Has some fresh air. Um, I would say like have like invite more people than you plan to int- to attend. So if I want twenty people to show up, I'm probably gonna invite closer to 30, 35, mm-hmm. 40. Because you know. Some of those people are going to have plans. Some mm-hmm. of those people are going to be out of town. Some of them people are just going to flake last minutely because they don't feel like coming anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe have that um, expectation to over invite people. Mm-hmm. And don't take it personally if people can't make it because, you know, it's not personal most of the times. Mm-hmm. Um, also be as organized as possible. Yes. For so your birthday is July 5th. I would say, get that invitation out by the end of this week. Yeah. And let people to know, mark your calendars. Mm-hmm. Like if, you, if you, you're you afraid of, you know, doing things on the 4th of July weekend, I would say that's an opportunity because a lot of people are looking for things to do on 4th of July and mm-hmm. it's like, let's all link up together. Like let's make a celebration out of it. But if you're like, I don't want to deal with the crowds. I don't want to compete with that weekend. Then do it the weekend after, um, And like figure it out there. Like just be very clear about which location, where the location is going to be, what you'd like people to bring. Most of the times, if people bring things like a bottle, that is your gift. Mm -hmm. So understand like if you take care of everything, then people are more likely to give you a gift. But if you want them to bring a bottle, bring a a plate or something like that, you want to do potluck style, that is going to probably be their contribution. But I think that most importantly, just... Kind of be focused on the fact that this is your day and the people who love you um, will make you feel special, even if they can't make it to the picnic. Yeah. And also answer people's questions before they get to ask them. Like, that is my favorite thing. That's why, like, I love doing stuff with Iman because, like, like she will answer my questions before I even ask them. So I have no questions, really. Like, always let people know what time, what the exact place, how to get there. Is there parking? um if you know if anybody has any dietary restrictions what food there what food do you or what item would you like people to bring yes. um the dress code um the time how long will be how long do we expect to be there will will we be doing anything afterwards um like things like that just like answer people's questions before. I mean, people will always have questions because I'm somebody that I'm... Even if you answer all my questions, I'm still excellent. But just make sure you answer all the like basic questions. Right, right. No, definitely make sure you answer the, the basic questions because if you don't, right when you are stressed at your party, playing a mo, hot in the sun, laying a blanket out, that's when your phone will start bumping. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is so irritating (laughs) like when i'm getting ready for something and people be like what time i won't answer to be honest with you like i'm not answering because i told you already so you want to dig through those text messages yeah like i know like the day of the party i do not reach out to the person that's party it is unless i'm like saying something like hey on my way to Mm sabria but i'm not gonna be on your back about things because i know you're probably in full preparation mode so it's like if you put if you share all that information up front then you have it's fully reasonable in my opinion to just be like I'm not saying anything to anybody because I'm gonna be focusing on the party. Yeah, <laughs> like that's exactly all I am. If you ask me like what who all come in about an hour before the party, expect to talk to yourself because I'm not going to answer. Like that's not really important. I gave you all the important information up front um and I can't like give that time like to, to that anymore because I just need to focus on like setting up these chairs, <laughs> wiping down these tables. Like that's was that's where my mind is right now. So yeah, I think that's great. And also like another thing, I don't know how cool you are with like your coworkers and people like that, but invite folks from work. Like mm-hmm. that's been another great turnout for a lot of my parties. Like I have some family there. I have some friends there. And then I always have a portion of coworkers that uh, can come And My coworkers make, they, they love to show up at parties and do things like they are usually free. So that's another thing. Mm -hmm. But ultimately I can feel that you're going to have a very special birthday as long as you keep Honor your life. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the most important thing. You're honoring your life, turning another year older. And if you go into it with that energy, no matter who shows up, you're going to have such a great time. Mm-hmm. Love a follow-up. I want to know what you ended up doing, how it turned out, but yeah. What you sick. wore, what outfit did you wear? Yeah, what'd you wear? Yeah. All the important stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. just let us know. Um, Thanks for writing in Z. Again, happy early birthday. Yes. Y'all make sure you write us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com so that we know, you know, what's on your mind. We'll answer some questions. Again, we're catching up, but still send us stuff. Uh, Make sure you follow us on the Patreon. Yes. Again, you get in our business for just a, you know, $5 a month. I think it's worth it. Um, we just shared our Juneteenth plan, so make sure you check in. Um, also, be sure to connect with us on the socials. Follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. You can follow us on Twitter at BLK okay You can follow me on Instagram at e You can follow me on Twitter at It's Mate and sabria. And you can follow me at It's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. All right. That's it. That's the show. Bye. Peace.